Hello and welcome to Am Why Not, the movie podcast and the nerds who haunt themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and I love movies, which is lucky because each episode I'm joined by a guest to talk about a movie they love and see where the conversation takes us from there. Whether you're a regular listener or just dropping by for this episode, welcome to the show and thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed the film talk and, as always, and if you feel like doing so, you can keep the conversation going in the comments on our socials, in the Am Why Not Facebook group, or wherever you see this episode posted. For this episode, we bring our festive season to a close with my fellow haunted nerd Andy Hanks joining me to talk about 1984's Gremlins. Because uh, Andy came round to my house and we did it together in person, we tried something a little different with this one and decided to have a go at doing a watch-along episode uh, so you can listen to us talk while you watch the film if you feel so inclined. Hopefully it'll still work if you prefer to listen to it instead as a podcast, but there are a few moments of silence where we get a little bit suckered in by watching the film, sorry. At some point, I might edit together a version that's more in line with the podcast episodes as they usually run. But for now, I thought this might be a fun way to do something a little bit different for Christmas. Anyway, with all that introduction stuff out of the way and an advance warning on spoilers, let's roll the trailer. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift (laughs) he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, mischievous, What's going on here? and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Hello, Andy. How are you? Hello, Stuart. I am fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. I don't know why I went a bit weird. I know. I know. Is is it not weird enough we're snuggled up on the sofa together? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're nicking the blanket. Oh, well, you know. I'm cold. There's more of me to cover. (laughs) But yes. Yeah, um... This is a rare in-person one, so we're going to try something a little bit different with this one and actually have the film on in the background with no sound. So we'll queue it up. So if you either want to listen to it just as a podcast by itself, or if you want to listen to it and watch along with the film with us, you can do it that way. But to begin with, let's do a little bit of information. So we're talking about Gremlins. So it's directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus, starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, uh, Hoyt Axton, Polly, uh, Polly Holiday, 
and Francis Lee McCain, who was in Footloose as Ren's mum. Uh, released in cinemas on the 8th of June 1984 in the US and the 7th of December 1984 in the UK, so we got it in Christmas, as we should. Uh, grossed $153,898,896 worldwide on an estimated budget of $11 million, according to IMDb. And Roger Ebert gave the film three stars out of four, saying, The whole movie is a sly series of send-ups inspired by mo uh, movie scenes so basic they reside permanently in our subconscious. Gremlins was hailed as another E.T. It's not. It's in a different tradition. At the level of serious film criticism, it's a meditation on the myths in our, in our movies. Christmas, families, monsters, retail stores, movies, bogeymen. At the level of a pop movie going, it's a sophisticated, witty B-movie in which the monsters are devouring not only the defenceless town, but decades of defenceless cliches. But don't go if you still believe in Santa Claus. And I couldn't find a Barry Norman review, and Empire wasn't around at the time, so I've got no UK reviews from that sort of time. But yeah, so, quickly before we press play, what are your memories of first seeing the film? <clears throat> so, uh, I think I would have watched it on video, or maybe on TV. Um, I remember absolutely loving it, first off. I remember getting really excited at the bit in the... Well, it's always the bit where Gizmo's driving the pink Corvette at the end of the barbie car. That always sticks in my mind. And I remember, I feel pretty sure I recorded it on VHS and I watched it over and over and over again. Um, but I, it wasn't until many years later I actually associated it with Christmas, bizarrely. Same. And it is now my firm favourite Christmas movie. I am um, kind of joint with National Lampoon's, I think. It's one of those ones, I think we rented it from the video shop. Mm. It's one of the ones I remember watching a lot as a kid, and as we get into the film when we're watching it along, I'll talk about certain bits based on memories as a child. My clearest memory of it, though, is around 2003, 2004, being really depressed over that Christmas and just being led in bed, and Channel 4 used to show movies in the afternoon, and they did a whole season, they did like Mr. Holland's Opus, um, Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2... So I was just watching all these different movies, like two o'clock in the afternoon on Channel Four, and that was one of them. I fell back in love with the film again and again. Like you, it's become a firm favourite. I don't watch it every Christmas, but I do watch it mm -hmm. semi regularly. And I introduced Jack to it today. He was like, "Yeah, it was all right," and then gave it four stars on Letterbox. So who can tell with a fucking fourteen-year-old? But so yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna cue it up. So obviously we'll have it playing in the background, but we won't have any sound on. Um, so I'll let you know when we're at the Warner Brothers logo so if you do want to watch the film along while we're talking you can or like I say hopefully you'll just be able to listen to this as a podcast at the same time if you just want to listen to it while you're out and about so yeah we've got the Warner Brothers logo up so I will press play in 3, 2, 1 and we're rolling into the film so yeah I mean this film's great. So before we get into it, did did you clock any of the vocal talents that were used for? No, I don't. No, absolutely. What well, is in the voices of the gremlins and the, the voices of the gremlins? The people. No. So you have Frank Megatron Welker. He really as Stripe. Howie Mandel, who American audiences all know as either the host of Deal or No Deal, or if you're a Lois and Clark fan, he was in a very good Christmas episode of Lois and Clark. Um. 
Michael Winslow, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, as in uh, Jonesy from Jonesy Police Academy. Academy. Yeah. And Peter Optimus Prime Cullen. No way. So Megatron and Optimus Prime are in there. Or, or if you're my wife, Peter Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah. Cullen. Um. So yeah. So Billy's dad's just going down the steps to the shop. Um. There's always bits with this film that I mix up with Gremlins 2, and I think next year we should do Gremlins 2 yeah, to release on absolutely. New Year's Eve. Yeah. I was thinking that today when I was watching it. I was like, shit, we should have done this better and then got back together again next week and done Gremlins 2. So, <laughs> this was a Christmas. So, was it this marketed as a Christmas movie when it first came out? I don't think so. Because like, it came out in June. In America, it came out in June. We got Same in day th- as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, 84 was a great year. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Footloose, Terminator, Top Secret. Poor Dick Miller, he was terrorising by gremlins in this and shot by a Terminator in the Terminator. Yeah. Um, yeah, this film... I miss these sort of movies that were... I think it possibly was... It would either in a PG or a 15. Probably a PG if it's a 12 now. But, yeah, those sort of films that were arguably slightly too old for kids... Mm. But you watched them as family movies. Um, I love the idea of his Billy's dad in that shop. That's just a load of like Chinese equals <laughs> a junk shop, doesn't yeah. he? And he's trying to sell him a fucking bathroom buddy. The bathroom buddy. I love how he keeps getting distracted by the sound of um, Gizmo singing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the psych movies. They set up an office that's basically the shop from Gremlins. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's... It's one of the jokes in it. But The what movies? Psych. It was a TV series. Okay. Where he pretended he was a psychic detective. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. But... I, yeah, I mean, how, stars. you know, it's very, this seems very stereotypical, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you got the old Chinesey guy with a bad eye and the big long pipe thing. And you got the little kid who could come straight out of Indiana Jones. I was going to say, it's essentially short round, isn't it? It's basically, yeah, basically data. Uh, and then you got the random spiders and the creepy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the fact he goes down like a really creepy alley and yeah. stairwell to get to it. In the middle of the night. Yeah. I love the production design. Mm. This film's a masterpiece in practical effects. Yeah. Say. You'll get it later with Gizmo, but like the amount of expression in that puppet. Oh my god, it's just incredible. I've seen one of the puppets. They had one of the puppets in the Milton Keynes of Unless That Was Gremlins 2. In the Milton Keynes. Oh, the Harry Potter thing, yeah, when you went there. I think they had a couple of costumes from the Batman when I went, mm. or whatever the last No, one no, no, was. not that one. The, the movie museum that oh. you went up to go and see. Oh, yes, they did, yeah. My yeah. wife didn't enjoy that trip. <laughs> I think also this the sound edit, the sound design of this movie is incredible as well. Yeah, obviously we're watching it with the sound off. Just oh yeah, good point. Irony, but but yeah, it's a but it's it's the things that really get to me, like the bit later on. Not spoiler alert. Um, you know, later on where you've got the bit where they go up into the loft 
or into Billy's bedroom and they've got all the eggs, you've got that really cool, almost kind of alien-y, kind of strained sound effect going on, haven't you? Which the fact they'd been watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers as well, so yeah. you saw the pod scene from that on the telly. Yeah. I love that in 1984 he's willing to drop $200 on his kid on his kid for his Christmas present. Oh, Christ, yeah. And then later on they talk about the fact that Billy's pretty much supporting the family with his job. <laughs> But then again, is that like part of the kind of character? He's, he's, you know, he's very, he's obviously so into his um, inventions and. I love this design of Chinatown. <laughs> it's more slow motion as well. It's it's clearly a set, but it's just so nicely done. Mm. You know, middle of the night, and it's still the streets are still bustling. I love this little Indiana Jones riff on rocking Ricky Rialto's sign of that. Right, are you familiar with the It's a Wonderful Life yeah. connection? That this is called Kingston Falls and it's instead of Bedford, Bedford Falls. It's basically It's a Wonderful Life. I imagine the pitch meeting was like Chris Columbus going in going, Right, it's it's a wonderful life. If Mr. Potter won and it's set in the 80s and Spielberg being like eh, need something like, what my little green gremlins it's like Columbus you magnificent bastard right <laughs> I love that you got Corey Feldman dressed as a Christmas tree yeah obviously the town is the back to the future town as well it is we just saw the the clock t- or the 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 is it the town hall yeah also appeared in an episode of Murder She Wrote <laughs> I mean it's been in pretty much everything any small town I love like this Norman Rockwell Americana mixed with this B movie kind of setting Dick Miller is about to make his big appearance I love Dick Miller one of those people who just popped up in movies and you're like yeah, yeah it's that guy he's very much possibly the definition of a oh it's that guy yeah you don't really get those sort of actors anymore. Um, one or two, but no, I know what you mean. Not like back in the day, the character actors yeah. that were always in the background. We talked about it on the Home Alone so we just did. When John Tucker was like, you know, he blames Marvel movies for it, that they pretty much killed off the, oh, it's that guy character actor yeah. kind of thing. Everybody seems to be a somebody now. I mean, you get a few. You got like Titus Welliver and... That sort of thing of Bradley Whitford's from the West Wing who occasionally pops up in stuff. But... There he is. Massively, massively racist character. Hey, he's very xenophobic against foreign cars. Incredible. But they bring him back for the sequel. Of course, yeah, because he goes on holiday, goes to New York. He is it New York? York? Yes, it is New York, York yeah. yeah. Of course, it's in New York, New York. But... It's such a genius idea, this film. I love that they just riff on It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. It's See, the danger of having the film on is that we just watch the film. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Going back to the music, how brilliant music is. The, the old lady, she's got her own theme tune, hasn't yeah. she? Which is... Uh, Mrs. Deagle. Yeah. Who's such a wonderful boo-hiss villain in the yeah, best possible way. of course. I love that we had uh, A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies playing at the cinema, which A Boy's Life was the original title for E.T. 
Oh, really? Watch the Skies was the working title for um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, no way. Well, they got all these, like, discount forums and that, and then a Burger King. A Burger King, yeah. <laughs> I always had this real nostalgia, well, not nostalgia, but fondness for small-town America. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Purely from movies. Yeah. The idea of a town where everybody knows everybody and... Um, my wife goes on about uh, the, the, she'd love to live in the town like they got in Gilmore Girls. That I was about of, to say, yeah. I, I had a feel. I knew you were going to say Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls, but it is. It's that romanticised idea. I mean, mm. either that or a ranch, like in um, um, it's like in the ranch, I suppose, with the whole rocking chair on the porch. And, yeah, you know, drinking Jim Beam. See if I could build my own house, I'd have a porch on it. Mm. I just like the idea of a porch. It was yeah, there was just a nice. It's a bit like film set in the fifties. Obviously, you had the whole McCarthy thing going on in the fifties, but there's that romanticized innocence to the fifties. Yeah, I, th- I think plays nicely with the uh, dark undertones of everything that was going on. The wholesomeness on the surface. Talking about wholesomeness, what movie did she get a kit off in? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's right. This is the ironically Judge Reinhold's fantasy sequence, which Judge Reinhold is then in this as well. Yeah. A video shop. God, I miss video shops. Say she's such a great boo. His film. She is the Mr. Potter of this film. Yeah, storming over the road, all the cars are beeping at her. They don't even beep at her, everybody's so afraid of her. <laughs> Isn't she asking for an extension on the on the rent yeah. or something? She gets a wonderful comeuppance in this film though. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah, absolutely. With the stair lift. That's a good question. Why has she got a stair lift? She obviously doesn't need it. I'm guessing she's just lazy. Yeah, must be. Too good for stairs. Yeah. But so, yeah, we, she's just about to walk into the bank and she's telling a single mother with two kids, well, presumably she's a single mother, that obviously she's her No, landlord. she's got a husband. Her husband's got the, just got a job. But... Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I see. But they they properly play up the boo hiss of her, like you know, not worrying about her family being kicked out on the street. She wants to kill Billy's dog. We got subtitles. Oh, I don't know. It's on Sky. Oh. Uh... She's very pretty in this. Not not her. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Phoebe Cates was always lovely. Yeah. Married Kevin Klein. Of course she did. Yeah. They're still together. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I uh, I think so. Hmm. Got to try and get rid of that. Eh? Yeah, I don't know. You turn subtitles on. Oh, sorry. Cocked it. Cocked it. Zip back. It's all right. I watched it earlier. I remember the lines. No, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love this guy. He was like, "Yeah, that'll do it." Is he a doctor? Is he a doctor in it? Possibly. No, the doctor's somebody else, isn't he? Oh, okay. I just love how he stands there watching. <laughs> There's Reinhardt. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get a comeuppance scene with the gremlins. Yeah. 
Because he's a bit of an arse, isn't he, in this? Oh, does it? Does he not, though? No, I wonder if there's a deleted scene with his character and they just decided... I suppose they don't really need it, but... Mm. I can't remember what happens to him. He just... Doesn't, just he's not in the bar him. scene and then he's not there again after no. that, I don't think. See, I always used to get Billy and the Karate Kid. Used to think they were the same. You know, like as a kid, you just oh, like, yeah, they look vaguely similar. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I've met him, you know. Zach, whatever his face is. Was he a Gloucester comic? He was a Gloucester comic, along with Michael Winslow. Uh, I got to meet him as well. Yeah, I think somebody took a photo of him sitting in Frankie and Benny's. <laughs> Weird to think of him being in Gloucester. Really weird. He didn't really do much, did he? Beyond certainly Gremlins and Gremlins Two are the things he's best known for. Wasn't he? Didn't he do voiceover work? Quite possibly. Yeah, uh, I haven't looked at his IMDb. I must admit, because obviously they've been threatening a third Gremlins film for years. Yeah, the, 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 I wasn't think it became that animated. The animated, series, yeah, it? yeah, it did, yeah. Which I still haven't seen, so. It's on the planet to watch. It was on once. I did watch a bit of it, but I do want to watch it from the beginning. Because it was quite intriguing. Yeah. Well, Jack wanted to watch this and Gremlins 2 and then watch the animated series. There's only like 10 episodes, isn't it? So mm. not very long. But I love that he orders a vodka martini shaken, not stirred. That's <laughs> how you know you're an arsehole when you order James <laughs> yeah. Bond's drink in real life. There's a, isn't there a bit when they were making um, Gremlins 2 there's a bit where you've got the two security guards are like questioning the rules of keeping the Gremlins wasn't that from actual feedback they got from this film like for instance what happens if you've got food stuck in your teeth and then you, you swallow it after midnight yeah quite possibly and I'm pretty sure I read somewhere um, that that was actually feedback they got when they first showed this movie there's Ren's mum from Footloose. Yeah. I love. She's his, not from uh, Scar. She's not the one from Scarface as well, is she? She's not the sister from Scarface. No, that's Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, isn't it? From Robin of Prince of Thieves. Yeah. I love that Billy's afraid to use his dad's invention yeah. because he knows that they're <laughs> crap. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, and the the orange juicer. Yeah. I like obviously jumping ahead, but I do like that the mum gets her own like brilliant. She's one brilliant the best ass kicking it? scene. Yeah. yeah. That's such an I mean, how many is how many grims does she take out? Is it three or four? She takes out the four. Spike's the only one, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's five come from Gizmo. Yeah. Then they drop a bit of water on one that's that one. Then births the one that's left with the science teacher. Of course, yeah. And then there's a swimming pool. I love that she's just kind of really supportive with his crazy invention ideas. Yeah. Now it'd be an overwritten thing where it's just a source of tension. Hmm. It's one of those films that they couldn't remake it. It's very much a capsule of time. Mm. Oh, very much so. Like the whole family dynamic. and Like I say, she's very much the 50s 
housewife well, kind I of mean, thing. I mean, look, he's just given her yeah. his coat. But the amazing thing is, is because she gets that scene later where she gets to kick ass. Yeah. I love that he's like, it's a birdcage, then he shakes it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, it's a pet. <laughs> shake it, shake it, shake it. It's like, he instantly should have had that taken back off him. But... <laughs> she literally could have just walked there on the and just turned the light off. Got these ridiculously pointless <laughs> inventions. In fact, she was so close she could have used the aerial for the remote control to hit the button. I'm amazed there's not been like some kind of Dragon's Den parody thing where it's the dad from Gremlins pitching all his ideas yeah. to I think it's Shark Tank in America, isn't it? Yeah. When the dog tries to eat Gizmo. I love the dog's reaction. Is it Benji, the dog? Yes, I think so. But yeah, so there you go with some amazing character design right there. Most absolutely just genius, symbolic kind of creature design. And you're right, it's so simple, yet it's so so much emotion, so much... Like I say, as a kid, I genuinely believed that they yeah. were real creatures. Yeah. Which is not till you get a bit older and you start thinking about it. It's like, why did they make evil ones then just for the sake of a film? Mm. I do want to know why the spawn of Gizmo are evil. Because there's never a reason given for it in the film, but they're instantly... Yeah. No, that's a very good point. I know, even... there's, there's never an in-universe explanation as far as I know, unless they go into it in the animated series. Here we go, breaking rule number one straight away. I wonder if they ever go as far as doing something where Gizmo turns into a gremlin. I don't know. I read some things online about like why Gizmo's good and the others are mischievous, and it's because some people speculated that Gizmo was raised by a wise man. Yeah. So, you know, potentially Gizmo was as mischievous and potentially had the potential for evil like the others do. Then there's other things like they were left by an alien to bring peace to worlds. So Gizmo is inherently good. On the, well, spoiler alert, but on the animated series, I've got the feeling, aren't they enough from a... A uh, alternative reality or something. Is there yeah, some possibly. kind of porthole in it, I think? I'm not sure. Like I say, I need to watch it. I say it's just so much personality in this puppet. Mm. Who did the... Was it a Stan Winston job? Could have been, actually. I, I, will, I will double check. I've got a feeling it is Stan Winston. I say, I miss... Again, now, it would be CGI. Yeah. I love his... I never realised what kind of beard Gizmo's got. No. Uh, Chris Wallace and Rick Baker designed them. Oh, okay. Generally, if it's not Stan Ah. Winston, it's Rick Baker. Yeah. (laughs) Hee hee. The old street in the bin. say the design of Gizmo to make something so cute and then the design of the actual gremlins mm. the whole yin and yang thing 
they're so well designed. I again, I miss sort of creature stuff like that. Obviously, Stan Winston's no longer with us, but I don't know if his workshop's still running. Yeah. But I just miss practical effects. You can do cool stuff with CGI, but it's just not the same. No. It doesn't feel tactile. Nowhere near as cute. I mean, look at the mouth on that. Yeah. Also, an early example of a film where your hero character is both into comic books and is a comic book creator, or not a published one. But yeah, that's true. It's the conversation he has with Dick Miller earlier, yeah. isn't it? Where he asked him how his comic strip's going. This is the orange juice scene. I've never worked out why there are oranges underneath it. Is that just for storage? I guess it's just the storage. I like how it's shot a bit like Close Encounters. Yeah. You've got that sort of music as well, haven't you? The Close Encounters, 2001 sort of music. Cycling himself up to use the machine. They're just such pointless. I love when Corey Feldman's like, you know, just buy it in the car and it's easier. <laughs> it's that overthinking simple inventions. Like yeah, some... like the like the egg cracker thing, or coffee in tea bags. Yeah, it's like you don't need it. It's a really pointless invention. Stop trying to make it sound like <laughs> it's essential. Here's, here comes a, a small Corey Feldman, who's really good in this. Mm. There's one bit in this that really I'll point it out when it when we come to it. With with Corey Feldman, it really makes me laugh. <laughs> Stay that kitchen. Well, that's before some gremlins have been murdered in it. Ugh. It's like baby food. Road warrior. Yeah. Gizmo watching telly. Yeah. <sighs> Again, one of the things I always got mixed up is he Rambo's up in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, because this one, because this is a call, it will be a callback later. Yeah, when he's a. Uh... Well, the racing driver. He's watching the motor at the. It's, what film is it? Is it Lamar? Yes, I think so. Clark Gable, isn't it? Yeah. I love this scene with Corey Feldman. Inter- obviously, we're not quite there yet, but when Corey Feldman's interacting with Gizmo, yeah, <laughs> like pulling the faces, getting Gizmo to blink, he reminds me of my youngest. Is it because this way he spills water on him? Yeah, and then he pops up, and then suddenly the bit I was going to say, he completely loses interest. Yeah, and then he puts the, the guy. He's reading the comic book. I think that's so funny. Such a kid thing. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously got ADHD. <laughs> Is that... Was this Corey Feldman's first film? Quite possibly, yeah. He's so good in it. Yeah, he is. It's like when we did Lost Boys. It's like It's a genuine shame that Corey Feldman sort of... Fell, fell into a troubled sort of yeah young adult life I mean obviously banks through it now but 
something about the eighties, isn't it? Yeah, and both the court, the and um, I love this. Like Gizmo's clearly yeah. in distress, and they're both <laughs> sort of looking at him like. Oh. It's quite horrific, isn't it? <laughs> Some triples fly, fly yeah. out of his butt. Yeah, this is the bit. He's just seen these furry things fire off a weird little creature. Look, Gizmo's still distressed. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they're just ignoring him. And they're just looking at the little furry ball that fired out of him. Which, yeah. I mean, I suppose on the one hand you would. I always wanted an attic-based uh, bedroom. Mm. Mainly because of this film. So sort of, while this is going on, we sort of touched on it earlier about never really thought of it as a Christmas film. Yeah. When was it for you that it became a Christmas film for you? When did the Christmas bit of it really... Um, it would have been it would have right at the end in the, in the in the toy shop, I think, in the department store. Yeah. I think that was when... Because it's a bit like Batman Returns, Die Hard, yeah. films that happen to be set at Christmas. But I think as you get older... And especially once you've seen It's a Wonderful Life and you really notice the parallels. Mm. Again, It's a Wonderful Life wasn't marketed as a Christmas film when it first came out. I think that came out in the summer as well. Mm. Spike. Stripe in this film. Stripe, Spike yeah. in the second one. Yeah, this is the bit I want about. He's completely lost interest now. All these... well, I want something tries to bite you. Yeah. Tend to... Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Ooh, 3D. Completely uninterested. Oh, it's a sad gizmo. Again, such a great expression. Mm. <laughs> this is the, the, the card machine. The wacky inventor. I mean, that's overkill, isn't it, for dealing cards? <laughs> it's massive. So is this is is this Christmas Eve? No, it's about a few days before Christmas because the actual Gremlin stuff. He comes back on Christmas Eve, doesn't he? Oh, okay. But obviously, didn't point it out. They spilt water, so they've broken rule number two now. It's the idea of going to a job interview with that in your pocket and dry <laughs> shaving. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> didn't it, the the guy who played the dad? Didn't he die quite soon after this film? No, because he was in Forrest Gump. He, was he really? I think he died in '99. Oh, okay. Which is possibly why they've never done the uh, a Dragon's Den skit with him. Hmm. <laughs> Randall Peltzer. I say it, of course it is. Yeah, died in 1999. Um, I love that they've opened the Christmas present. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll play Hot the games. Gizmo. Yeah. How do you clean a gremlin? Dry clean. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, if he gets smush on him, yeah, 
<laughs> or, or evil gremlin spit. Which is like yellow bile. <laughs> Let me, how many gremlins are there? Four? four. four. It's five. 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 Not including Gizmo. Yeah. Stripe's the one that really stands out. Yeah. Because he's your uh, hero antagonist, for want of a better term. I always remember getting really annoyed with the second one because when she goes to the flat and picks up the googly eyed ones of Gizmo, and you're like, it's so obviously not Gizmo. Yeah. This is, yeah, now a dog is now hanging from the Christmas lights. Which, to be fair, is a traditional Christmas decoration for us now. Yeah, in honour of, of this film. That's why I'm not allowed my sister-in-law's dog around Christmas time. Again, look, his dog's just been hung up. He's, he doesn't <laughs> care. He's playing with a hammer. Which, isn't that pretty similar to some of Homer events in that episode of The Simpsons? Yes, it really is, yeah. <laughs> Drill with a fly, a fly swatter attachment. This coffee looks grim as anything. Oh, I don't know. I drink it. It's like the gravy you get from KFC, but black. It's tar. <laughs> like Bisto. It's like really strong gravy. But I do love how chilled she is with it. I do yeah. love that you've got... They're not dysfunctional parents in the sense that, you know... What the hell's going on there? What's that? Is it that... It looks like a pineapple or something with all the wires coming from it. Is that the Back to the Future courtroom, courthouse there? I think so, yeah. Just redressed. I love that we deliberately break rule number two again. Oh, yeah. Look, this is cool. Watch this. <laughs> Oh yeah. But he only puts oh I see, he only puts a little drop there so he only gets another gremlin. Yum yum <laughs> I do like how they drip feed stuff in this, so the one drop of water gives you an idea that you'll get one gremlin, so later when he goes to the YMCA and chucks himself in the pool. Yeah, you know you're gonna get loads and loads. You know what you're gonna be dealing with. It's such a well put together film. Mm. And there's there he is again, the old man. Drunk Dick Miller. Yeah. Gonna drive his tractor back. Yeah. Off to get shot in the face by a cyborg from the future. Yeah. I may close early today. I always thought he died in this film. I was genuinely happy when he pops up in the second one. Mm. I can't. Is he racist in the second one as well? I don't know. It's. But he's the first one to say gremlins before there's even gremlins on screen. Oh yeah, yeah. He says about gremlins in his truck, doesn't he? 
I mean, he's more xenophobic than racist. Yeah. To be fair to him. Not that that's any better, but, you know. It's sort of that 80s funny uncle kind of <laughs> xenophobia <laughs> rather than... <laughs> the funny xenophobic uncle. Rather than your modern day MAGA kind of. Yeah. Setting up the carol singers. Is that the doctor or the guy from the pub? And uh, hugging his wife. Not sure. She has a really bleak line here where she says, well, some people are opening their presents, other people are opening their wrists. Yes. And it's that really weird out-of-place scene, isn't it, now, where she talks about the father getting stuck in the chimney. Oh, that's such a good scene, though. But it's so out-of-place. I don't know if it is, because I think it plays... It's done so seriously that it's weirdly, darkly, blackly funny. Mm. Because they... Don't they they almost... Riff off it in the second film, don't they? Because don't doesn't she have another speech like that? I can't remember what it was about now. I can't. Like I say, next year for New Year we'll do a we'll do a New Year's Eve special where we'll mm. do Gremlins too. Obviously, because that one culminates on New Year's Eve. Which I always hoped that, like you know, Gremlins three would be Valentine's Day or maybe Easter Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> She's just such a dark character, but for somebody so warm and friendly, these two have got great chemistry as well. Yeah. I genuinely buy that awkward chemistry between them. Oh, will they, won't they? Yeah. Again, once you realise that it's a riff on It's a Wonderful Life as well. Yeah. I don't think I realised it was this close to It's a Wonderful Life before. I didn't. Again, I didn't wa- but I didn't watch It's a Wonderful Life properly until a couple of years ago. Mm. It's one of those films that I'd always seen bits of, but never really paid attention to it. Like, yeah, I think two Christmases ago when I had COVID, I just sat and watched it properly. Mm. See, another thing, thing I didn't really realise this film's been on for 40 minutes now and it's not been the Kremlin. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like um, Home Alone. The actual bits you know about Home Alone don't come until like, the very last bit yeah, of the like movie. The third act. Yeah. It? Sealing his fate by drawing blood from a gremlin. That gremlin's reaction to having a needle jammed in it. Do you think how big that needle must yeah. be to that gremlin? That goes straight through his blooming hand. <laughs> Again, practical effects, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, because you know it's probably just a bloke with his hand yeah. up it. 
what she said. But this is great. The pods in... Uh... Yeah. Him being a stalker and drawing that. We all drew <laughs> pictures of our senior school crushes. It's not a weird thing. Well, it is a weird thing, I suppose, but... I love that they trick him into feeding him after midnight. Yeah. And I love how they tell you they've done it by cutting back to the science teacher. Hmm. And him looking and it's gone two o'clock in the morning. The thing is, though, it's always after midnight somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. If they drove across a state that then moved into a different time zone... Again, isn't that mentioned in Gremlins 2? They, don't they, they say about that. Because, yeah, they say what happens if they've got a bit of food stuck in their teeth and then suddenly in the middle of the night they swallow it. It's like the whole thing about the seven days from the ring, isn't it? Yeah. Does that include weekends, holidays? <laughs> Is that working days? <laughs> this scene will put you off chicken. Oh, God, yeah. It's the salivary there yeah. <laughs> coming from it, isn't it? Which makes you think when they're going to become gremlins, they're going to be more flesh eaty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because see, look, when we cut back, it's 20 past two in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like every science teacher, he's got a brain on his desk. So you know you're a science teacher. Yeah. He's going to be evil. This. Grin on this. It's amazing. Grin in his face. Again, tell him the <laughs> yeah. rules, man. Don't leave food near it. Did he tell him the rules? I don't know if he did or not. He didn't do it on screen. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But you'd think it'd be the thing you tell the science guy. Yeah, it would. This <laughs> face on Gizmo's face. Yeah. Look on Gizmo's face. That sort of. Like he's just got stoned watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> uh, brilliant. I love how he just drifts off to yeah. sleep like a child. At the same time as Billy. This is where that awesome music comes in. That awesome kind of noise, isn't it? All the pods. That must stink. <laughs> <laughs> she goes up to a teenage boy's bedroom and finds all these sticky things on the floor. Say, it's not the sticky mess she was expecting. <laughs> Alien came out five years before this. Don't go anywhere near egg-looking yeah. pod things. I love this where he realises they... Sabotaged him. <laughs> Corey Feldman's got a great moment in this bit 
as they're cutting the cage open, he's talking about I'm going through a change. He's like, like my mum. <laughs> yeah. Like, different kind of change. <laughs> as with Ghostbusters that came out this year, you got somebody covered in some kind of mucus. Mm. Just need Bill Murray to say, that's great, Egon, somebody blows their nose and you want to keep it. <laughs> Yellow kitchen top. Here in the room, I drop. See, she could have just. Put that's, a... that's the genius of the yeah. inventions. They just keep showing you how pointless it is. <laughs> but then she hasn't got the heart to tell him that it wasn't working, and just says she was out on the mm. porch. Oh, now this bit I love. You've got a time machine in the background. Steven Spielberg. That actually Steven Spielberg? Yeah. No way. Robbie the Robot? Robbie the Robot, yeah. The We've... first thing I saw Robbie the Robot in, and I was fascinated by him, that's how I discovered Forbidden Planet. Yeah. The film, not the shop. <laughs> I didn't know that was Spielberg in the Sinclair C. Is it Sinclair C5? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, with some extra bits and pieces. <laughs> of course, now the time machine's gone. That's such a great... Yeah, it's a lovely background little guy. background thing, yeah. Doesn't Robbie the Robot go get on the phone in a minute? Yeah, he comes back again later. Oh, tell a light, there was another bit with Judge Reinhold. <laughs> I reckon there was a bit cut out, you know. Love is she's just constantly pushing in. Mm. See, she's such a great Boo Hiss character. She's got the dead animal wrapped around her neck. She's wearing black. She tortures animals. Was Gremlins 2 89 or did that come out in 90? Um, when was Back to the Future 3 out? 1990, I think. Then it was 1990 because they're all at cinema at the same time. I just thought it's quite interesting that you'd have... Gremlins and Ghostbusters in 84 and then it's pretty much the same amount of time before the sequel came out. Oh yeah. So Ghostbusters 2 in 89, Gremlins 2 in... I remember that they were both at the cinema at the same time um, uh, Back to Future 3 and Gremlins 2 because we went to the cinema to go and see Back to, the, as to Gremlins 2 but we weren't allowed in because we weren't 15 so we ended up going to see Back to Future 3 and I've not seen the first two. Oh. Not probably made for a weird experience. Mm. <laughs> so now we've got the cocoons just opening. The the top bit's their ears, aren't they? Because they kind of fold back. Yeah. I love Gizmo. Gizmo in a helmet. helmet. <laughs> I always thought he should have had a visor that he just pulled down. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is such awesome yeah. design work. Incredible. Just in time for the class being let out. 
Corey Feldman's in that class. Yeah. I think... I might be wrong. Somewhere in this is... One of the actors from Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think he might be in the science video that mm. they're watching. I love that there's those little cameos mm. from... 50s B-movie. Again, sort of tapping into the 50s B-movie vibe of this film. Small Town America. Alien creature threat. <laughs> I love Amazing. a job where you can just be like, I'll be right over and just run off. Yeah. <laughs> Right, this scene here, as right. a child, I remember being so much more terrifying than it actually is. Mm. I remember being more horrific, more terrifying, more... I think it was... It took me a couple of watches to realise that the the reason he stabs all the, inject, all the syringes into him is because he did that to him. Kill. It's a revenge kill, yeah. Because as a kid, I always thought if a gremlin bit you, you died. Mm. Do you like that he tries to tempt him out with the Snickers bar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I love this, how they tease the reveal of the actual what a gremlin looks like. Oh, cool. This is the first time you see one, isn't it? Uh, well, apart from the, the opening up. So you hear the noise, you hear, see yeah. the hand come out in a bit and scratch Billy. Then you see him in shadow, and it's when the mum comes into the kitchen that you finally get a full shot of what they actually look like, what yeah. they metamorphosize into. Does it make for a very good podcast, mate? <laughs> <laughs> We're just actually watching the film, man. Like I said, this this is the danger of it. Yeah. Keeping up that eighties horror tradition of the uh, person of colour always dies first. Mm-hmm. But I like that nobody else is, appears to be in this school to go and check on a teacher. Yeah, he's there all on his own. He was there till three o'clock in the morning last See, night. There it is, look. The uh, yeah. jammed in his ass. So is he actually dead, do we know? Yes. I'm assuming he's dead. See, there we go. Mm. We get yeah, there's a the hands of a gremlin hand, so we know it's not anything cute and furry anymore. I love this with the apple. Yeah. <laughs> That's not chicken. <laughs> That's eating glass. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's gone. 
Yeah, I suppose if you listen to this, yeah, you might want to up the film on in the background. <laughs> yeah. See, not once has he thought maybe you better go home because there's five of them at home. Well, he goes to ring his mum, doesn't he? Patches his hand up and rings mm. his mum. I love how brown everything is in that school. Yeah. There you go. That's the first time you see a gremlin. So he's in the first aid room at the moment. It's a nice little jump kit. It's a nice, just quick, imagine like, you know, now you can just pause it and... Yeah. But then you get yeah. such a quick shot of it, you don't really take it all in. Keep bullying Gizmo. Ugh. He looks quite long there, doesn't he? Bit like, I suppose a bit like when you pick a dog up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And suddenly they're six foot long. <laughs> It's like the arms, if you shoot somebody out of, if, out of the office building in Detroit, his arms are going to get really long, don't they? Yeah. Those gingerbread men do not look appealing. Always fascinated by a laundry shoot as a kid as well. Yeah. Weird the things you pick up on as a kid. Mm. I suppose because American houses are all made of wood, aren't they? <laughs> ominous smoke again they do such a nice job of building tension mm. would you class this an actual horror movie I, I think yeah like a kid horror yeah I think it's just on that right side of horror that it's suitable for kids mm. but will still creep them out enough that they could you know, have nightmares in a good way kind of thing. Yeah. I think now, because you look at like Ghostbusters and that. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. When the arms come out of the chair and grab Dana, terrified me as a kid. I had nightmares about it. Yeah, and the librarian at the beginning. Yeah. Was terrified. Kind of like, you know, there's the uh, empty pods there and she's got in her little little bit of a Ripley moment. <laughs> I love the in the dust on the stereo with the gremlin's hands. Oh, yeah. Again, just little hints at what you're well, dealing you never with. never even noticed that before. I say, it's such a well-thought-out film. <laughs> as yeah, a kid. the wall as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a kid, did you find this whole how she kill get dispatches some of these gremlins funny? No, I didn't. Especially the bit with the with the food mixer. See, I found the food mixer one funny. The microwave one terrified me. No, no, I, I yeah. I think Roger Ebert in his review was like he was worried that kids were going to go home and put the cat in the <laughs> microwave. I suppose there is a certain level of imitable behaviour from that, but... You just have that awesome shadow shot. And there's the payoff. That's it. Now we get one that actually held on screen for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Is that, is that stop motion? There is a bit of stop motion I, there's there. a mixture of stop motion and puppet work, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, just incredible design. 
Yeah, yeah, she's got his head in the food mixer, so she turns it off. <laughs> just the way. Yeah. It splats everywhere. <laughs> like I say, she goes instantly into kill mode. Yeah. Doesn't even bother to check to see if they're friendly. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? That's a very good point. Although, they, I, mean, I mean, they are attacking and they, doing damage, but... Yeah. They could just be like angry monkeys. Admittedly, they don't look cute anymore, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> <she> properly <laughs> nice, that one. <laughs> Proper psycho moment. <laughs> like I say, she's like one moment away from just like putting their blood across her cheek. Yeah. She's Schwarzenegger in commando. Yeah. Like this, this is horrific. It is horrific because he kind of balloons up first, doesn't he? I don't even think we had. Mi- I don't even think we had a microwave at that point. <laughs> Double knifing. Mm-hmm. Stay at that kitchen. Yeah, might have to clean that. <laughs> Make Gizmo do it. <laughs> Be like people who rub their dog's face in the mess it's made. Yeah. This is a great misdirect. Yeah, it's fantastic. Isn't it a cute little robot? Yeah. Again, could you imagine kids now finding out they've got a toy robot and a load of walnuts in their stocking? I'd look, be happy with a robot. Look at the yeah, I know, but look <laughs> at the stuff that drops yeah. out. Oh uh, yeah, loads of walnuts, apples. <laughs> That's clever, yeah. isn't it? You got the glowing red that you think are Christmas lights. Christmas lights would turn out to be the grown-ups. Very clever. Again, a nice throwback to Corey Feldman dressed as a Christmas tree early on yeah. in the film as well. And there's Stripe. In the gizmo box. What happens if snow melts on them? That's a good point. Yeah. Because you get wet from being in snow, don't you? You do. I take it they don't sweat. Straight in the fire. Oh, this screaming head in the fire. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's like they give them properly horrific deaths. Mm. That bit. Uh, I love that he kind of looks like yeah. Kahawa from Blade Runner with his stripe. He does. <laughs> I've seen things. <laughs> yeah, he's the doctor, isn't he? Yeah, of course it is. I think the guy in the bank comes back later when the priest is posting. Stuff in the le- in the mailbox. Oh yeah, and then the priest lets him do it. <laughs> Just lets him put it I love it. it. Yeah, it's like all right. He doesn't know there's a gremlin in it, but at the same time, he's like, "There's something off with this thing." But I'm just gonna let this guy do it. It's almost yeah. Again, it's wonderful little moments of humour like that. I think this film's so well paced though, because now we've got the. It's just never ending now, isn't it? It starts to really barrel roll this movie. Yeah. I think Jack said he was a bit bored by the until the gremlins showed up sort mm. of thing. 
Well, that's kind of how it was in the 80s, wasn't mm. it? That you had the slow build-up But to, you wait for the, the Robbie the Robot. With a hat on, yeah. I wonder who that guy is on the left. Is he a wrestler or something? I don't know. There are loads of cameos yeah. in this film. Isn't Robbie? Isn't Robbie the Robot what going on about WD forty or something? Isn't he something putting like that, yeah. in a tray? Um, yeah. The old night is blue. Which used to mean something sexy was going to happen if it was dark, but there was a blue light. Mm. Mm. Which I suppose there is. A gremlin's about to reproduce by itself. That's true. We were all doing that in the 80s. <laughs> well, not in the 80s, no. <laughs> well, you might have been, I don't know. <laughs> it was the 90s by the time I discovered that sort of thing. <laughs> I love that he's walking around town with a sword as well. Yeah, as you do. Of course, you had that lovely little bit at the beginning, didn't you, where the, where the sword fell off the, the wall when it comes through the door, and now you've got the payoff. Again, it's not kind of the payoff you're expecting, though, because it's when you shut the door, because it happens to him, and then when the dad comes in, he's putting the sword back up as well. Yeah. But he actually takes the sword off the wall to decapitate the gremlin. Oh, yeah. Bastard. <laughs> you just see I love goes. that he's holding yeah. his nose as he goes down. Again, absolute freaking genius. I like that we get an impressive light display from. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon the pool just fills up with enough gremlins that they can then get out? Because <laughs> I'm guessing they don't swim. <laughs> Well, they've certainly never tried before. I you can quite what clearly happened. see the spotlight there and yeah. the water there. I suppose you get them in swimming pools, don't you? Yeah. Because I'm always terrified of spotlights in swimming pools since I saw the film Syriana. Because if you get a short, you get fucking electrocuted. <laughs> that Christmassy light display you got going on in yeah. the like Northern Lights. Click a disco. Yeah. Or YMCA. I wonder what happens if a gremlin eats after midnight. Do they then cocoon? Or That's a very good question. Then it turn back into a mogwai? Is it going to be like the graboids from uh, Tremors? Yeah. They got a cyclical third cycle. Yeah. There's Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh, good God, it is. Yeah. Or from Community. Or from Community, yeah. I yeah. love that they don't. You got the classic. The sheriff doesn't believe him. Yeah. And that they're both clearly drunk. He's mucking around with a little toy gun. You don't really get films like this anymore. Slither was probably the last one that was sort of like this, but that swayed more into the adult. Mm. Gory horror. I love this shot of the gremlins coming out of the dark down the street. Oh, yeah. This is stop motion. Again, this is stop motion, yeah, and sped up, isn't it? <laughs> one's leaping. Evolution it was a bit like this. Yeah. David Duchovny. Yeah, that's the one that's got the great line of, uh, 
I've seen this movie, the black dude always dies first. Yeah. Look at that tiny stocking. <laughs> Is this the same night where he was pissed? Or is this like the following? I think this might be the next night. Uh, oh, yeah, it would be because they were at school. Yeah. yeah, it would be. I don't think he blames his wife for uh, <laughs> messing with the telly. Yeah. But she's like, no, you've got the doofer. <laughs> yeah. But there's something going on in that marriage. That's a very creepy Santa Claus there. It's that 80s thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like when you see old photos of kids sitting on Santa's knee and like the oh, 50s. Oh, good God, that, they're horrific. Just like... Or the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Oh, it's horrific. They look like horror films. <laughs> he goes straight for his snowplay. Mm-hmm. That name again is Mr. Play. <laughs> Dick Miller's so good. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one of those really expressive faces. <sighs> I wonder how you're putting your insurance claim for this. Yeah. Little green creatures attacked my house. In a snowplow. What's he saying there? It's about gremlins, actual gremlins. Uh, isn't okay. This is the bit. This is the bit, the priest. Yeah. Because I think that's the last we see of Dick Miller in this film. I think they make reference to it. Oh, okay. But then we don't see him again until the sequel. I thought he gets injured. Well, he clearly does, because he's alive in the second one. But... No, I mean, I thought we see him wrapped up or something. Or... Well, maybe. Don't they? Oh, I've got a feeling he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this. <laughs> he just stands back and lets him... Uh... I love that it's the guy that was agreeing with how to kill the dog. Yeah. And we got the uh, traffic lights. Well, they have a knowledge <laughs> of electricity to yeah. mess around. Well, they could drive a blooming snowplow. Yeah. <laughs> and then now our film projector works a bit later. <laughs> but there is a patriotic little fella. <laughs> God, I never realised that was Mike. It's amazing how many things he pops up in. Yeah. But, yeah, just... And now they realise the town's going to shit. 
Chaps in town. Mm. <laughs> Finishes his drink there. <laughs> <laughs> Get his priorities right. It is that 50s sci-fi movie, isn't it? Again, a bit like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nobody believes him that yeah. they're already here. Mrs. Deagle. Oh, it's great. This is kind of weird, this bit, because they sort of play her more like a frail old woman rather than a nasty old woman. Yeah, she that's true. loves her cats. Yeah. It's like they try and humanise her before they kill her. And you know what? Yeah, that's a very good point. She clearly doesn't need stair lift. She's just a crazy cat lady. And suddenly she can't walk properly. Because they even like take off her wig, don't they? So she's got yeah. the grey hair instead. There's a proper Miss Havisham from Great Expectations thing going on there, isn't there? Isn't you all cultured? There's a backstory to this lady. Yeah. Especially that picture. That's... <laughs> There's carol singers. Uh, yeah, I love it. One of the funniest bits of the film. <laughs> Good job she didn't throw the water in there. Yeah. I love that they got ear buffs on. Yeah. Everything. And they're reading as well. <laughs> Again, their knowledge of electronics. Yeah. Rewiring her stunner stair lift. It's almost like she gets a Christmas carol moment. She's like, they've come for me, I'm not ready, all mm. this sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, if she'd survived. Yeah. She would have asked Tiny Tim out the window. Like, what? what day is this boy? <laughs> it's Christmas Day. I love the way that picture's side-eyeing watching her. <laughs> Who is that guy? And do you think that's, there's a... a uh, a nod to that picture somewhere else. I think there is, but I could probably find He's out. He's not the doctor or anything like that, is he? He's not like... I'm guessing it's one of her ancestors, but yeah. like I said, I just like the way that as she goes past, its eyes are looking mm. off. He's not looking straight out like you would normally in a portrait picture. He's looking off to the side watching her. <laughs> I love that they will not help Santa. He's being <laughs> yeah, they just look at him with interest. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you get the window? That's when you just need to dub in a Chevy Chase. Roll them up. Yeah. <laughs> There's Corey again. I love the fighting him off with, cat with a catapult. <laughs> They cut his, they've, they've cut his brakes, haven't they? Yeah. Right, so the photo is character actor Edward Arnold. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a deceased husband. Okay. 
He was well known for his role as a corrupt businessman who made a fortune in uh, corrupt stock trades. Like I say, it's the fact he's got a sideways glance that really makes it stand <laughs> out for me. Oh, look at Gizmo sitting there. There were stuffed gizmos at the time, weren't there, that you could buy? I think so. But they, yeah, I know it became a lot more popular years later. I don't have any Gremlin toys. I've only got those reaction figures. That guy there, yeah, that he then gives the uh, smokeless ashtray to, yeah. sells them. He was in the thing from another world. He was the hero in that film. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, of course, the smokeless ashtray. Which is a joke that pays off later. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, Kenneth Toby. Hmm. I was sat there watching it earlier and I was like, I know that face. I know that face. Because I love Thing from Another World. It's mm. one of my favourite 50s sci-fi movies. <laughs> I love that he's always selling tattoos. <laughs> and I love that none of it works. I loved this scene as a kid. This scene's fantastic. I love how she's running around trying to serve them. Yeah. The absolute chaos. <laughs> yeah. See, this scene is a lot more like the, the, the Gremlins 2, isn't it? Yeah. Because you got the... There's the fantastic... The, um, the finger puppet. The, the, yeah. the one tipping the ashtray <laughs> into the glass. Because, again, you would not get Gremlin smoke in there. No, you wouldn't. Then uh, you... And you definitely wouldn't get the one that's coming up in a minute. Oh, the flasher. The flasher gremlin. And you got the fantastic detective noir bit in the middle, yeah. haven't you? Like the jazz club one. With, with the, um, with the <laughs> hamper pit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Necker released a toy of that one. Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars? The one cheating at poker. Yeah. <laughs> and the drag. Uh. <laughs> yeah, cause it's funny because I suppose they're all asexual, aren't they? Because they just reproduce by themselves. Yeah, that's true. Add water kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So there are no male or female <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, there's the um, the jazz one. The... <laughs> this this one here. Yeah, right? that's it. The proper noir kind of. With his bottle of Jim uh, yeah. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> you get the puppets. Yeah. Uh, puppets playing with puppets. Yeah. They must have just had so much fun with this. A bit like that Key and Peel sketch we for. The pitch for Gremlins 2. Yeah. 
They must have just been like, just go nuts, guys. <laughs> I mean, who came up with a flash of gremlin? No, it's just it's the fact yeah. the flash dance gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that the flash of gremlin comes back in the second one. Of course she does, yeah. To the she same person, yeah. She kicks him in the nuts and he flies across the room in that one, doesn't she? Because again, I thought that was what happened in this one. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Electrocuting himself. What with the fire extinguisher? Fucking great. <laughs> She's still trying to serve them all. He's got five, he's got five or six cigarettes in his mouth. How did he light his original cigarettes? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, this is all well and good, but Polaroid film was expensive. Mm. <laughs> Stripe realising what's going on. This is something they really lean into more in the second one. Like yeah. The Looney Tunes nature mm. of them. <laughs> 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 oh, amazing. I love this burger yeah. one with the balaclava. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Say, we're in sort of into the final bit now. It slows down a little bit, but we're into the... Uh... Mm. The pure mayhem of it all. All the chaos going along in the background. So, so this is where they start to go to the cinema, I take it. Yeah, well, they go and hide in the bank, don't they? Oh, yeah. Because that's where she tells her amazing story. Mm. Look at that devastation. <laughs> See, this is where I think Judd Reinhold should have reappeared, like hiding in the safe or something. Yeah. I remember this uh, reminded me of the in a bit there's a really sad bit oh, I used to find really sad when they're all in the cinema and Stripe goes out to go get all the confectionery. Yeah. And, he can, and then suddenly he realises they've all been killed. And yeah, yeah, he goes across the street doesn't that's he? That's it, yeah. This story is so good. It's the the camera is always slightly at an angle. There's isn't a, it? Yeah, a bit of a Dutch tilt going on. Yeah, I think it's as the mayhem goes. Yeah, sort of go squiffy with it. I don't know another reason to hate Christmas. <laughs> Say. Such a good speech. Mm. 
I love how they've got the monkeys have got really big eyes with really big pupils in them because they must be nocturnal, mustn't they? Yeah. Like an eye eye. Yeah, because they can't go out in sunlight, can they? Yeah. So kill them. They sound like a really difficult pet to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does the ears just drop? It's the punchline to it of, you know, that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, it's a genuinely horrific story. You think of being nine years old and finding your dad dead in the chimney dressed as Father Christmas with all your Christmas presents. Yeah. You'd never want to see a gift again. Really? <laughs> Spoke the fact, right? Did he sell it to him or did he exchange it for he all exchanged those cigarettes? It, didn't he? Yeah, we well, exchanged it for something, didn't he? He's got loads of cigarettes. Mm. That's a very eerie scene, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, it's like a John Carpenter film. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've got the Christmas lights in the background. It's weird. Like a Christmas John Carpenter film. Yeah. Proper station wagon now. It's a nice sort of body snatchers homage. It's whatever they're watching next door. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was distracted then. I was trying to work out what movie it was. <laughs> Enough, the town's been abducted, taken over. Yeah. A nice, sort of weird, although they don't address it, paranoia to it all. <laughs> Can you imagine now a Disney film appearing in a Warner Brothers film? That is an incredibly good point. I'm guessing it was the power of Spielberg back in the day, but. Yeah. Grumpy is. Gizmo is not impressed. <laughs> I love the uh, love it. Oh, they're all singing into hi ho. <laughs> He's got a real stripes. Got a real like good fellas. He gangster boss kind oh, of thing. Oh god, on, he I really think. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I wonder what the death toll is in this film. Yeah. This flusher. <laughs> We've all had that feeling in the cinema. Yeah. Hi ho. <laughs> I love that they're singing along, and then when it cuts back to Billy, Kate, and Gizmo, Gizmo's Gizmo singing along, along as well. too. Yeah. <laughs> They've got popcorn on his ears. 
I love how much personality they gave each one of Each these. single one is different. It would have been so easy to just keep making them yeah. each one the same and getting away with it. It's even more so in the second film, though. Yeah. Yeah, they go fucking nuts <laughs> yeah. in the second one. There he is. This is where he's singing along. You get the feeling cocaine was prevalent in the second film. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> they're watching Snow White and they're loving it. <laughs> Hi ho, hi ho, hi. I'm not paying Disney money. Stop that shit right oh, now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, on the one hand, this is a great plan, but as a cinema lover, to burn down a cinema, <laughs> one's got the cop's hat on. <laughs> I love this bit. Thing. <laughs> so they're walking behind the screen, completely. Ignorant to the fact that they can see them straight through it. No, it's not yet. It's when the film stops. Oh, is it in a minute? Is it? I love the ones made of bucket head. <laughs> bucket head, yeah. <laughs> this is the bit I meant. So Stripe's gone out for something to eat. That's it. Sees all the candy across the street. Yeah. There's just something magical about that shop, about that that um, department store. What's that thing you never really appreciated as a kid, but like late night Christmas shopping? Yeah. As a kid, you hated it. You just wanted to stay home and watch telly. Mm. As an adult, I really miss it. Mm. Yeah, you don't really get it anymore, do you? Well, there's no need, is there? There's barely yeah. any shops. Everybody just orders everything online. Yeah. Comes straight to your door. I'd love to know what the death toll was in this town. Not in a morbid way, but just in a... Mm. I love this, but I realise they're behind the screen. Lovely bit of animation there. Like I say, the only confirmed kills you get is the science teacher. And and Mrs... Whatever her name is. There's two buckheads. Like I say, you assume Dick Miller and his wife were killed, but then they pop Mm. up in the second one. Gizmo just being bashed around in the bag is that I love the playing into the old horror tropes like all the hands trying to get out through the door yeah bit like all the hands coming through the wall in Day of the Dead <laughs> Excessive, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they've really like shown you the horrible death yeah. of gremlins. This is the bit I meant. This is exactly it. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, all of his friends have just died. <laughs> that strike gets lucky again. Isn't there an E.T. doll in this somewhere? Yeah, he's hiding behind it. <laughs> There's no need for it to smash no. that side up. I love that he uses that sort of 
telephone type thing on a stick. Yeah. It's got all, like, all the bubbles in it, all the, yeah. Yeah, that we all had as a baby, or as a toddler thing, yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> he's on the scooter. He's on a skateboard. <laughs> it's when he's on the trike in a bit. Yeah. It's maximum carnage. I miss department stores like that. Yeah, me too. That's a really good time for a kiss. Come hey. on, pick your moment, mate. I'm not being funny. If Phoebe Cates is like, this is when we're going to kiss, it's like, yep, that's cool. That's true. I'm going to go and be heroic now. And I don't mean that in a lechy way, obviously. <laughs> yes, you do. It is that possibly more so a boyhood fantasy kind of thing of you know going on an adventure kind of thing like this you get the girl yeah you get to kick some ass ish (laughs) (laughs) gremlins tv Creepy department stores on her at night. Mm. I imagine for a good chunk of it, Gizmo, because of how he is, it is just somebody hand operating in. Yeah. A bit of product placement there. Or I think, like, for instance, a bit where he's in a backpack, where she, he gives a backpack over to her. Yeah. There must be a bit of control. Oh, there's Bugs and his E.T. I vaguely remember those E.T. dolls. Yeah, like, I had one. They, was they like weren't mid- leather, but they were like a plasticky... And yeah, it was, like, they were, it was like a sofa. Really weird. Yeah, it was. It was like my nan brown leather yeah. sofa. And they had like the really weird red chest bit and the really odd finger. Yeah. You ever see that like meme? David Dickinson's nutsack, I imagine. Yeah. You ever see that really weird that meme of the um, ET toy that came out? And it was like a finger torch. It was basically a sex toy. Yeah. Just like a sex toy. This bit's horrific. I just want to know what kind of shop has just got those blades lying around. Yeah. That's so well done, him on the trike. Oh, yeah. I love that we hold on this long enough for him to be chasing after him, but you've got that massive gap, so you know the distance between them. And Gizmo's done a runner. <laughs> I love this crawling thing. Again, I imagine that's just a hand inside him. Oh, it's on a track. Yeah. like the whole Frank Oz's Yoda one that they mm. built a gap under the floor so he could operate him from underneath that's how they do the Muppets as well the displays in this store are wonderfully weird yeah it's like your typical American shop really I think 
just the idea of arrows next to your tennis rackets. Yeah. Like those two sports <laughs> go hand in hand. He looks so cool with that crossbow. Yeah. Again, I like how they do things like that, so there is somebody who can operate it from underneath. Yeah. Like I say, it's just the joy of practical effects, knowing that what you're limited by them, but doing the most with it. Not in spite of those limitations, but using those limitations to your advantage. This is a brilliant chainsaw bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty horrific, isn't it? I mean, Gremlins have got to be pretty strong to be able to lift up that chainsaw when you think of the size of them. Yeah. This is a great bet. There you go. Gizmo in his Barbie car. <laughs> Big grit on his face. Which is I the like callback from... the from... film playing yeah. his head in the background as well. So you've got Clark Gable... Quite funny we chose to pit, watch this film in the year that Barbie came out and Barbie's doll the toys prominently featured in the foreground of a shot. Yeah. He's in a Barbie pink convertible <laughs> car. Bright lights. I think it was Pluto merchant, that's that's Disney merchant on Warner Brothers film as well. <laughs> Love that the chainsaw carries him off like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I like this bit in a minute where he's running towards the fountain but then he stops to look at the guns yeah oh, <laughs> guns there it is It's the fact they use rear projection as well, like they would have in that Clark Gable film. Yeah, of course. But they do it as an homage rather than... I mean, it possibly is the way they would have done it anyway, but they play it up. Like Roger Ebert said in its thing, it's like they take movie scenarios and they take things that we've subconsciously come to expect from films. I wonder how much of a gremlin has to get wet. Because he dips his finger in, doesn't he? Uh. Well, we know that the science teacher better one dollar. Yeah, but he's got to be getting, like, mm. water splashing on him. Yeah. <laughs> the survive game in the background there. And clue above it. It looks really grim on those ones, doesn't but it? It's cool because can't you see the? Can't you actually see the gremlins in there? Like you can see like the.
Then he looks at him, sort of pouts. <laughs> Proper ghost um, Robocop bit, this. It's kind of Robocop mixed with looking into the Ark of the Covenant kind yeah. of feeling, isn't it? <laughs> Just get some gremlin soup. Yeah, high balls. Ugh. Like I say, they like to give. I guess because they don't give the human characters particularly horrific deaths, they give them more comedic sort of ones. Yeah. With the of the science teacher. So they really go for it with the. I guess you could get away with it with gremlins with being gory. It's a bit like the whole thing of in cartoons, you can have them kill all the robots you want, but they can't kill people. Mm. So I guess you can be as gross as you want to a remnant because it is associated it's, it's, with it. it's a puppet at the end of the day. Yeah. This bit's horrific. Yeah, we get a nice final jump scare. And you get a really nice bit. Obviously, it's some kind of latex, isn't it? Yeah. Where they've got like a pump on. That's why it bubbles. This bit, yeah, it's fantastic. Because yeah, his skull just, his bones just sort of dissolve and yeah. fall in on himself. But again, you get that, even though it's early in the slasher movie sort of thing, you think Halloween was 78, so six years before, you get that final jump scare moment yeah. as well. Gremlin soup. <laughs> Fade into the Christmas tree. I love his thing in that report. It's like, they say and claim it was little green men. <laughs> like I say, it is that thing of how do you put in that home insurance claim? <laughs> Devastation. I like that there was the little line about that the army were going to come in and hose them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nursing gizmo. Just let yourself in, mate. <laughs> he's grown a bit, hasn't he? He's shot. Oh, he's on the steps there. Yeah. Slipped the bloody front door open level. as well. Hey. Got that classic American split level house thing, isn't it? Yeah. You go up outside to go down inside. He watches TV. guessing he found them because of the news footage but mm. he got there quick it's one of those weird things is it a happy ending he loses gizmo he doesn't get his money back either he does he throws his money on the sofa oh does he I miss that bit hmm I mean, he's not wrong with taking him back. And about how their culture does things. Mm. 
The fact that the dad's first reaction when he finds out that Gizmo spawned other ones is that he could sell them. Yeah. <laughs> they could replace the dog. The, the polter pet. It's like that E.T. thing, isn't it? That they can't stay together kind of thing. thing wasn't it the bittersweet ending mm. that they yeah. didn't get the thing they went on the adventure for or they get separated at the end like Elliot and E.T. or Billy and Gizmo <laughs> love this <laughs> yeah didn't say the bloke at the gas station the guy at the gas station tried to sell him one <laughs> giving him defective crap <laughs> oh, the old man gave a good defective crap, didn't they? <laughs> I love this final shot of the two of them walking away and you've got the map painted in the neighbourhood in the background. Yeah. And the perspective feels slightly off. It feels too big for the... Yeah. It looks like a Christmas card. The painting of the thing. Yeah, it works so. Oh, it does, it's great. And you get the final little voiceover, but you know, next time your TV's on the fritz or whatever. Check for gremlins. <laughs> then the credits just really abruptly appear on screen and starts rolling. So obviously there was a, a Gremlins 2. Yes. Do you think the film needed a sequel? Um, I don't think it needed it, but I really do like Gremlins 2. I think it's a great little film. It's a lot more lighter than this film. Oh yeah, they go, <clears throat> like I say, they, they go full coat off their skulls. Yeah. Any old shit, like I say, that um, Key and Peele oh, yeah, Michael sketch. Yeah, Peter Cullen, Bob Holt. Yeah, Barney. It was the Barney. Not... Barney. Yeah. yeah. But and of, I don't think, from what I remember, I don't think Remnants Two was as well received. It wasn't. It, no, possibly because not. it was such a tonal shift. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like Remnants Two. I do. It's one I've grown to love, and it's as one as a kid I possibly enjoyed more than Gremlins. Yeah. I think it is slightly more enjoyable. Is it? It's a lot more fun. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a dumb fun movie yeah. rather than a... This one's a bit more... There's something a bit more substance to it. Mm. I don't mean that to sound like a pretentious wanker, but I think there is. I think because it gives you enough of a bit world build. Yeah. It slow burns into it. I mean, it's got problems. Characters disappear. You don't know what happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the core four. But... And obviously they threatened... Not threatened, but they wanted to do Gremlins three for a long time. Which I don't know if I'd want to see it now. 
No, because as you said before, it will be CGI. Yeah, you wouldn't have the practical effects. No. Or you might, but it would be interlaced with... And you know they would do something kind of... That they think, oh, you know, a real big twist on on the whole story that everything you knew of Gremlins, you know, they're going to put a twist on it, and you know whether they're going to turn Gizmo into a Gremlin at some point, or there's going to be a way to turn Gremlins back into Mogwai or something, you know? Yeah, they'd overthink it. Yeah. It's one thing we sort of touched on, but didn't really go into, is Jerry Goldsmith's score. I love it. Yeah, that Gremlins theme that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, absolutely iconic. Again, when movie scores had a theme that you could pick out, mm. if you put it on a compilation, you'd know it was the Gremlins music. It's not really themes aren't really that trendy anymore. They're slowly coming back in, but you think like the first few Marvel movies, none of them had a theme. No, no, they didn't. So after Gremlins, we got Chris's. We did, yeah. Do you ever watch the Critters movies? Years ago, I've seen possibly one and four, maybe. There's four mm. one with DiCaprio. And no idea. I think I might have seen half of one. I've seen odd ones. You had that. You had like these weird troll movies as well, didn't you? That. And was it Leprechaun as well? Yeah. But I need to watch Critters again. I remember not really liking them as a kid, but I think I'd possibly appreciate them more. Because again, I think they're more in the Tremors sort of vibe rather than the... Mm. But there's a sweetness to Gremlins, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like with Critters, it was like, let's make a horror movie out of a horror movie. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I think people... <laughs> well, still to this day, I think people take the wrong thing away from films. Like, oh, little things attacking people. That's what's popular. Mm. It's like, no, there was a heart to Gremlins. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Critters doesn't have that. Critters may very well have that. But it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a thing. But I'm glad we didn't get a Gremlins 3. Mm. As much as I'd enjoy spending time with those characters, but it's like, where do you go again? Mm-hmm. Because, again, part of the thing with Gremlins 2 is it's the same deal again. Just in New York on a bigger setting. Yeah. And just amp up the comedy. But, again, there's no shame in saying, we finished that story. You did have... The, the character in Gremlins 2, the, the character who owned the company, Mr... What was the name of the company? I honestly can't um, remember. Hang I really on. need to watch it again. Gremlins 2. Clamp. One. Something, is it Mr. Clamp? Something like that. I've seen Gremlins more than Gremlins 2. Yeah. Uh, but he was a really interesting character, really, because he started off as this kind of multi-millionaire, a bit of quite arrogant, wanted everything, wanted the meat on a stick character. And then kind of at the end, he's the one who almost... Because he escapes, isn't he? Because he goes down the elevator and comes back out the outside, but he's also got a bit of heart to him. He kind of comes good at the end. Yeah. I'm sure it's Mr. Clamp. Yeah, because you've got that really cool spinning logo thing of the sea and the world, and the world's spinning around, and the sea's clamped onto it. Like I say, we'll have to do Gremlins 2. To do it for New Year's Eve for next Definitely. year. But yeah. No, I enjoyed that. It's, 
like I say, it's a fun film to go back to as well. Yeah. For nostalgia. It was that time when you had that Steven Spielberg Presents. So you had that Goonies, Poltergeist, arguably Poltergeist, he was more involved with than mm. has been let on. Um, but yeah, just that ambling thing that they've just failed to recreate. You sort of got a little bit with J.J. Abrams' Super 8 in 2010. Yeah. That sort of had that amb- ambling feeling, but it sort of missed the mark a little bit as well. Mm. I suppose the um, the last one really was that first Transformers movie because it was Michael Bay. It was a bit yeah. Mm. It didn't as a Transformers fan, it didn't really get Transformers for me. It wasn't my Transformers. Um, Bumblebee, I suppose, kind of harkened back to that a little bit. And there's a film called The Kid That Would Be King that's got that. Mm. Amblin, but on a British kind of thing, so also a bit like those children's film foundation kind of movies, like kids with magic t-shirts that make them run faster or whatever. Mm. It always used to be on in the school holidays. But, but yeah, when I, was Stand By Me? That was 86, I think. Oh. But that's more of a grown-up kids movie kind of thing and yeah deals with heavier themes it's kind of like the goonies for grown-ups yeah i think because it's set in the 50s as well it's more nostalgia thing i mean it still plays well and works well for us i love stand by me it's a great film but but yeah but now like i say i think we'll hit gremlins 2 for next year and then but yeah, but no, I really enjoyed that. Is mm. there anything you want to plug? Any work you got out or anything? Um, no. Go look at my stuff on Zoot <laughs> on my OnlyFans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come and look at my stuff. Um, www.iamzoot.co.uk. Have a look at my stuff on there. Not that I've updated it in a little while. Um, or on Instagram, I am. Uh, what am I on Instagram? Artist, I am Zoot. Artist, well, the, yeah. no, the real Zoot, the real I am Zoot. Yeah, I think. you Zoot bot on Twitter, but who uses that anymore? Yeah, it's not even called Twitter anymore. It is. I'm never calling it. <laughs> um. So yeah, look me up cool. if you want to. Not forcing you or anything. I'll tell awesome. you. Well, hopefully this as a uh, watch watch along thing worked. Yeah, I think it's been good fun. Probably it's going to work better than listening to it as a podcast. I don't know whether to edit it down as a podcast version as well. Mm. So you've got the choice of the watch So there's no massive two-minute yeah. gaps where we're just we're engrossed, watched it. engrossed in the film. <laughs> i try and sneak some clips in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But no, it was a fun experiment. It was a good way to do it. And given how busy it is this time of year, easier on the editing. Mm. If it's just going to play along with the film. But But yeah. Maybe do more commentary ones. It's rare to be able to do it where you're actually with the person. Yeah, snuggle up on so, the sofa together. Snuggle up on the sofa, sharing the popcorn. I wish you hadn't done the trick where you cut the hole in the bottom, but you know. Well, you, know, you invite me around, you get what you get. That's not our Frankfurter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Lovely. Right, well, cheers for this. And take care and have a good Christmas. And you. May all your trees be gremlin free. <laughs> gremlin three? There is no gremlin three.
Give it time. Give it time. Because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. That was Gremlins. And why not? I'd like to thank Andy for joining me on this episode to talk about the film. Check out the show notes for the links you need to check out his art online. At the time of recording, Gremlins is available in the UK on DVD, Blu-ray and 4K from Warner Brothers. We put a shout out on the socials for your thoughts on the film, and we had a reply from Stacey Taylor on the Am Why Not Facebook group who said, I was actually genuinely terrified of the Gremlins when I was a kid, and only really warmed up to the movie again when I moved in with Rich, because it's one of his favourite movies. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts on the film, you can get involved in the conversation wherever you see this episode posted on our social media channels. You can give us a follow on Threads and Blue Sky and Instagram, or why not join the And Why Not group over on Facebook. Not only be kept up to date with what episodes are coming up and have a chance to contribute to them, but we also post our picks of three great movies to check out each week on Freeview TV. If you fancy joining us, just search And Why Not Pod on social media or check out the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and the watch-along format and would like to see us do it again occasionally with some other films, please let us know. And if you have any feedback or anything else that you'd like to let us know about, uh, please drop a comment wherever you see this episode posted. And if you can be bothered to do so, please give the episode a share and tell your friends about it. And why not give the series a follow or subscribe over on Acast or wherever you listen to the episodes. If you're feeling super generous, we'd be grateful for a rating or review if you have a second or two to spare. Or if you don't, we're just grateful that you spent the time listening to us. Thank you. If you missed any Am Why Not episodes so far, you can find them on our podcast channel over on Acast, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, or on our website at hauntednerds.com. In the meantime, we'll be back before the new year when I'll be taking a look at some of my films of the year for 2023. Um, I'm going to do it slightly differently to how I did it last year, um, but it'll all make sense hopefully when you listen to it. But until then, this has been a News of Horn of Themselves production and I've been Stuart Moraine. Thank you for listening to this episode and over the past year. I hope you have a Merry Christmas however you choose to spend it, and you have a great New Year as well. And remember, don't feed it after midnight. It gives you terrible indigestion. Bye for now. (laughs) 